0: Costco's poultry operation is unlike anything our state or even country has ever seen. The project processes over 420,000 chickens per day with a feed mill and a hatchery all located in a floodplain adjacent to the Platte River. Over 22 million chickens are housed in approximately 500 barns spread out over eastern Nebraska and western Iowa, all upstream from the Lincoln and Omaha metro areas, creating new public health concerns as excess litter increases chances of leaching into your water and water along the areas around these Costco farms. That attention-getting paragraph starts the Nebraska Farmers Union Foundation Poultry, Litter, and Stream Health Analysis. Joining me to talk about it on Lincoln Live is Matt Sutton of the Nebraska Farmers Union Foundation. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. As a geologist who conducted the study on behalf of the Nebraska Farmers Union Foundation, what findings concern you most?
1: Uh, The findings that concern me most are the spike in phosphorus that we saw in the fall of 2021, which was two years after uh, Costco began uh, processing these poultry in Fremont, Nebraska, and which aligns with the schedule that farmers had suggested in the zoning boards. Um, when they were going through the permitting process, they were going to be applying about every two to three years. And so uh, we, we've we been testing since fall 2019, that, that uh, first uh, moment of operation. And in that year, in that season, we did see a a spike in phosphorus, that aligns with a flood year. And so you would expect to see a spike in phosphorus during a flood year, because phosphorus binds to the soil particles. When that soil erodes, you're gonna see um, that phosphorus carried with it into the streams. And so when we saw the spike again, two years later in fall of 2021, in 12 of the 14 sites, it was higher than that first uh, season, that flood season, And so that's, I think, what's most alarming. And there was no flood in that season of fall 2021. And so we definitely believe that there's a, uh, I'll say, a correlation between the phosphorus spike and the poultry operation. And also what evidence we have that even uh, builds on that is that we saw more poultry-related bacteria in the streams at the same time as that recent phosphorus spike.
0: What's the problem with phosphorus and from where does it come as it's connected to the Costco poultry barns?
1: So it comes from poultry litter, um, poultry litter being um, the feces waste and and uh, the layer that that's going to go into into the barn. So the farmers clear that out, uh, they compost it, they pile it up, they sell it to the farmers to apply as a fertilizer and when it's applied in... Uh, quantities that are too much for the crops to take up, then it's going to build up in that soil, and from that soil it's going to fall into the streams. And what's alarming about it is that other livestock don't have as much phosphorus within their waste, and so poultry are renowned for having uh, more more phosphorus waste than uh, any other major livestock.
0: Does the phosphorus dissipate the, the more age is delayed before it's applied as fertilizer?
1: I wouldn't say it would dissipate. It's going to remain chemically um available until something uses it up. And so whether that's used up locally uh or really how it'd be used up anywhere else not locally, it's going to to move through stream systems into other environments. So, you know, we have the Missouri River watershed that's going to feed down uh into the Mississippi and ultimately out into the Gulf of Mexico and so you know things are going to use up that phosphorus on the way bacteria are going to to build those bacteria will die and they'll re-release that phosphorus back into the stream so it's really just a an ongoing ever-growing problem where things are using the phosphorus and then and then releasing it and then reusing it and releasing it and so the problems that you're going to see with that are eutrophication you're going to see that algae buildup uh, where the bacteria are going to use up that phosphorus, they're going to use up the oxygen within the water to proliferate, and so that's what makes it a big issue. Is when the crops, when it when it's created in such a dense location as you have with the Costco operation, 100 million plus birds per year, there's an agronomic factor to that. So, so they the farmers, the growers, the people who are growing the poultry. They don't own the birds. What they own is the waste from the birds, and so they make money by selling it to farmers. And so, the agronomic factor is that they can only transport it within a certain radius because of the transportation costs um, to make money. And so, and so they're applying it in such a, a small area because they're being raised in such a, a small area, and. And so that's the issue um, with the phosphorus, is is when they just don't have a wide enough area to distribute it in.
0: Matt, I counted 69 Costco barns on a map scattered across eastern Nebraska and western Iowa. Some of these sites feature as many as 32 barns, able to hold more than 47,000 chickens per barn. Some single operations are capable of handling more than a million and a half chickens. And this is not done in a humane environment it's ripe for avian bird flu which you know in nebraska and our listeners have heard about uh, last year infected millions of birds forcing them to be euthanized and composted it's even been a problem for laying hen operations where birds have had to be destroyed and the cost of a dozen eggs is just crazy that's part of the issue there Uh, is is part of the problem the fact that it, it amazed me the, the intensity and the concentration of these Costco farms. It just doesn't seem to make sense to put so many of them so close together.
1: It doesn't, and definitely from the agronomic perspective, as you say, from a public health perspective, it's um, what I would call not a good idea. Um, there's going to be more risks associated with that, more risks for environmental contamination, more risks for public health, either through disease or that environmental contamination, because you're going to have your water quality deteriorate, as was the focus of this study. You know, we didn't just look at the phosphorus. We we looked at the nitrogen. We looked at the poultry-related bacteria, Campylobacter and Salmonella. And then we also looked at general water quality bacteria, looking at E. coli and Enterococci. And so those are the indicator bacteria that the EPA uses, the E. coli and enterococci, so that people know uh, whether recreational surface waters are contaminated or not. And so what we found is out of the 70 sites, out of the 70 samples that we gathered over five testing seasons, um, for E. coli, 51 violated that uh, EPA recommendation, and for enterococci, 55 violated that recommendations. So definitely the waters were already contaminated, and with this phosphorus, they're going to lead to higher proliferation rates of this bacteria, which is going to lead to more contaminated surface waters. And like I said, uh, there's an agronomic perspective. So yeah, it doesn't make sense to raise them in such a high density. And so we've even proposed in the past, you know, maybe moving more toward a co-op system, where rather than a farmer raising, you know, millions of birds, um, you have a farmer raising 100,000 birds, you know, and you distribute that over a wider geographic area.
0: Matt, on a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is no problem at all, and 10, people can't drink the water, how bad is the problem right now? Well, well,
1: definitely 10, because what we're looking at is surface water, so I would never recommend somebody to drink surface water out of the stream. And the immediate risk to wells is um, not going to be apparent, because that phosphorus is going to largely bind into the soil particles and move into the into the surface waters that way through erosion but we expect you know maybe a a decade two decades down the line that yeah that that phosphorus will also have a vertical migration you know horizontal being the erosion into the streams vertical being um leaching down into the groundwater and so we do expect you know as this operation continues um that with time it it will start contaminating people's uh, drinking water.
0: Is phosphorus tough to get out of the water once it's in there?
1: I mean, I'm not familiar with a way to remove it. I'll say that. Um, I know that basically once it's in there, it's just going to lead to bacteria growth. And and that is basically the way it's going to be used up.
0: Matt, uh, I see two issues here. One, that so much harmful bacteria is poisoning waterways, and two, that health experts warned officials of risks from Costco's massive poultry operations. Uh, do practices exist which could have mitigated litter pollution before it became a problem?
1: Uh, the, the practice would be to just uh, distribute it over that wider geographic area, to not concentrate them in such uh, such large operations. And and that just allows the growers to um, be able to distribute it and, and still make money on it, you know, within that agronomic radius. It expands the agronomic radius.
0: Why wasn't that done? That you would have to ask Costco
1: about. I'm guessing it has to do with efficiency. You know, it lowers their transportation costs back to the processing plant would be my best guess. It it lowers the number of pickup sites. And um lowers the length of road they have to travel to get those birds to their plant
0: an example of officials being warned came in 2016 john hopkins university research sent a letter to the fremont mayor and members of the city council of fremont advising of common concerns to water quality and quantity from these large poultry operations so it's tough for officials to come back and say we weren't told about it didn't have uh, an idea to the of the degree to which it was going to become a problem. What are possible solutions to these problems?
1: So I think it first starts with awareness as we've tried to begin uh, with this report that we put out. And so we do make some recommendations. Uh, we make recommendations for buffer zones uh, within the fields. We make recommendations to change the permitting process, to update the livestock matrix. And and so those I think are the big um, steps that we want to see taken first that we want elected officials to um, start thinking about is when they're approving these permits and and I will say that the poultry don't actually require a permitting process is my understanding that that was um, just done voluntarily by uh, Costco's Lincoln Premium Poultry arm. So they did have the growers go through a permitting process, which made a lot of information available. It made the locations of the barns available. It made the locations of the fields that the poultry litter is going to be applied to available. So, so we knew the locations where all this was going to be happening. We knew the quantities, the estimated quantities based on lab analysis of uh, what's actually in that litter chemically. And so then, with that information, you can make estimates so So, if you know a field where the litter is going to be applied onto and you know what they're growing on that field, then you know what the nutrient requirements are per acre for that field, and you can make some assumptions and modeling um, about how the waste is going to be applied as a fertilizer so So we've actually looked at this we when I was working with the Department of Civil Engineering, we put together a preliminary a uh, model where we did actually look at, at the nutrient requirements of those crops on, on those fields and what we found, I put it in the report, uh, I believe it was around the average uptake um, amount was 85% and that wasn't all of the fields, that was maybe about 150 fields And the highest amount that we saw was 137% of the ability of the crops to take up that phosphorus, which means that, you know, assuming that they're not getting phosphorus from any other source, then that poultry litter alone supplies 137% of the field phosphorus needs, which means that that 37% annually is going to, at some point, get into the streams. It's going to find its way. Off of the field and and into our water,
0: Matt, finally, is there harm to humans by eating the crop that has this phosphorus from Costco chicken farms? I
1: wouldn't feel like I have the expertise to answer um, you know it's um when you say harm to humans it my my initial answer is going to be no by eating the food. No, I mean, and, and largely what they're going to be growing is corn and soybeans, which are used for ethanol, which is going to be processed and it, maybe a byproduct of that is going to be fed to other livestock. Um, the grain byproduct of that is going to be fed to other livestock. And so I would say that there isn't an immediate risk. What we do see, what what some studies have shown uh, in the scientific literature, is that when you have bacterial buildup In the soil that it can actually move its way into plant tissues and so in some cases and not in the cases of the crops that we're growing in Nebraska but you know particularly with say lettuces you know that that when you have an excess amount of E. coli within the ground you know which would most likely be coming from manure of some sort then that can actually make its way into the cellular tissue of the plant and then yes eating that raw would be a a health concern but, but I would say that is not um, typical, but it is worsening.
0: Matt, I appreciate the availability of this report and your expertise on it and your willingness to, to share your knowledge about the Poultry, Litter, and Stream Health report.
1: Yeah, I appreciate your time.
0: Joining me is Matt Sutton of the Nebraska Farmers Union Foundation. It is the Poultry, Litter, and Stream Health Analysis a study from the Nebraska Farmers Union Foundation. Matt Sutton joining me on Lincoln Live.